Welcome to the podcast of Christ Church in Town in Jacksonville, Florida. We are seeking the renewal of all things in Jesus Christ. Towards that end, we are committed to cultivating personal transformation in Christ, an uncommon fellowship of racially and economically diverse individuals, and the flourishing of our neighbors. To join our local body in membership or financial support, visit ChristChurchInTown.org. We are continuing in our sermon series that we have entitled um, Purpose and Power in the book of Acts. We are seeing the early church as the early church begins to to move out and the gospel is being uh, preached throughout the world. Amen. So we are in Acts chapter 20, and those that will ask that you are would stand for the reading of God's word. Acts chapter 20 will begin our reading in verse 17. Now from Miletus, he sent to Ephesus and called the elders of the church to come to him. And when they came to him, he said to them, you yourselves know how I lived among you the whole time from the first day that I set foot in Asia, serving the Lord with all humility and with tears and with trials, with the with trials that happened to me through the plots of Jews. Now I didn't, did not shrink from declaring to you anything that was profitable and teaching you in public and from house to house, testifying both to Jews and to Greeks of of repentance toward God and of faith in the Lord Jesus Christ. Therefore, I testify to you this day that I'm innocent of blood of all of the blood of all. I did not shrink from declaring to you the whole counsel of God. Be careful, pay careful attention to yourselves and to all the flock in which the Holy Spirit has made you overseers to care for the church of God. Which, which he obtained with his own blood. I know that after my departure, fierce wolves will come in among you, not sparing the flock. And from among your, your own selves will arise men speaking twisted things to draw away the disciples, to draw away the disciples after them. Therefore, be alert, remembering that for three years I did not cease night or day to admonish everyone with tears. And now I commend you to God and to the word of his grace, which is able to build you up and to give you the inheritance among those who are sanctified. This is the word of God. It is given to us in love and it is absolutely true. Thank you. You may be seated. Paul here is giving a farewell farewell speech to a group of elders, to church leaders from Ephesus. He says to them, for you yourselves know what I have gone through, yet I have not shrink back from preaching the whole counsel of God with humility and tears, teaching repentance to Jews and Greeks, Now I am constrained by the Holy Spirit to go to Jerusalem, not knowing what will happen to me there, except 
what the Holy Spirit testifies to me. Imprisonment and affliction await me. I do not count my life valuable. I just want to finish my course and the ministry that I receive from the Lord Jesus to testify of the gospel of grace of the Lord Jesus. So Paul has landed in Malaysia and he tells them to go get the elders of the church and tell them to come see me. He tells them he's speaking to elders, but I think it's important to know that while we all are not elders in the church, this message is something that we all should grab, something that we all should, with humility and tears, take hold of because we all ought to want to finish the course and the ministry that God has assigned to us. While we are not all elders, we are all recipients of God's grace. We are to let our light shine in darkness. We are, to call, we are called to share the good news of the gospel of Jesus Christ. We are called to tell folk that we were once lost, but now we're found. We was blind, but now we see. Through many dangers and tours and snares, we have already come. It was grace that has brought us this far, and grace will lead us home. We are to tell folk about the goodness of Jesus Christ. So today, just for a few brief moments, I want to talk about how we are to share the gospel with those that we come in contact with. So Paul said that he shared the gospel in verse 19. He said that he shared the gospel with humility and with tears, with humility and, and tears. So let's first look at humility. Paul understood that he too was a servant and he understood that the servant is no greater than the master. He, as a matter of fact, Paul understood, Paul said these words about himself. He says, I am the least of the apostles. He said he was not fit to be called an apostle, but it was him, it was Paul who persecuted the church. He called himself the chief of sinners. Does anybody think they fit there? That, that, that they've done some stuff, that they are the least of the least. So he says that I am the one who was on a mission to kill people who were in the way when I was met by the Holy Spirit. Are, are y'all following me? So Paul is saying that I don't count myself to be anything. I, I, I'm serving you with my humility. Why? Because I am a recipient of the grace that I'm preaching to you. I need that grace every day, just like I'm telling you, you need it. There's not a moment in my life that I don't need that grace. Is that anybody else? I know that's me. There's not a moment that I don't need the grace of God. I'm lost without it. I need his grace to keep me. I need his grace to direct me. I need his grace to keep me on the right path. You don't want to know why? Because I'm not able to do it myself. Is there anybody else here who with me who understands that if it's not for grace, that you will run off track? If it's not for grace, that you would run yourself down a road that you don't want to go. You will be on a path longer than you want to stay. It is because of grace. And Paul understood that. Paul understood that the only reason I should be looking down on somebody is if I am picking them up. Are y'all with me today? 
None of us have any reason to look down our nose at anybody. None of us have any reason to sit back and talk about folk because we don't do what they do. Amen. So Paul, Paul is saying that I know that that it is with humility. It's with humility. Paul was preaching a gospel to people who, who needed the gospel. He was preaching with humility because he, too, needed that gospel. Paul knew that all lives mattered. Amen. He knew that everybody needed the gospel. If we ever want to, if people, Paul thought like this, if people want to experience true freedom in Christ, they need this gospel. Paul believed in both forgiveness and reconciliation. Amen. That's us. That's us, church. We ought to believe in forgiveness and reconciliation. Paul cared more for others than he did himself. Paul says these words in 1 Corinthians. He says, for though I am free from all, I have made myself a servant to all that I might win more of them. To the Jews, I became a Jew in order to win Jews. To those under the law, I became as one under the law, not being myself under the law, that I might win those under the law. To the to those outside of the law, I became as one outside of the law, not being outside of the law of God, but under the law of Christ, that I may win those outside of the laws. To the weak, I became weak, that I might win the weak. I have become all things to all people. By all means, I might save some. I did, all, did it all for the sake of the gospel that I may share with them in its blessing. Are y'all following Paul? Paul was preaching with humility. Paul didn't think he was anything, amen, except for a servant of God. Paul says he became that in which he came in contact with, amen, just so people would know that, they, that the grace was that he was preaching was also available to them. So Paul preached with humility. And Paul preached with tears. So why did Paul preach with tears? Paul was concerned for the loss. Y'all get this, right? Because he was going everywhere preaching the gospel. He was telling people about the good news of Jesus Christ. He was letting them know that Jesus is the only way, that there is no other name under heaven whereby we might be saved. Paul was teaching them about the gospel. He was concerned for the gospel. So he's telling these leaders in this church that you have to be, you have to preach with humility. You have to be concerned for the lost. Church, it ain't good enough for us just to come in here on Sunday and, and fellowship with one another. We ought to have a concern for those who are outside uh, of the body of Christ. We, we ought to be so, so excited about going out, telling people about the good news of Jesus Christ. Paul had a concern for the lost. Not only was Paul concerned for the lost, Paul was also concerned for the weak. Y'all remember a couple of weeks ago, he talked about that demon-possessed girl, and, and she was walking behind him saying that these men are, are the men uh, uh, from God, and they were preaching the gospel, and Paul turns and he calls that devil out of that young girl and 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 her owners were upset 
They were upset because Paul was preaching a gospel that interfered with their money. Amen. This girl was weak. She was possessed. And Paul was concerned with not only the loss. He was also concerned with the weak. Paul was also concerned about the church. Listen, he wasn't just concerned about those wandering in the street. He wasn't just concerned about the weak. He was also concerned about the church. Let's go to verse 28. Verse 28 says this. I guess I better get it. Be careful. Pay careful attention to yourselves and to all the flock in which the Holy Spirit has made you overseers to care for the church. Listen, for the church of God, which he obtained with his own blood. Christ ain't asking us to share our own blood because he already shed his blood and he obtained the church with his blood. So Paul, he's telling Paul this. He says, listen, Paul is concerned for the church. He wants them to pay attention to yourselves and to all the flock. There's something about us. Amen. When God does something in our life, when we've been delivered from something, if we're not careful, y'all, we can get an attitude about ourselves. If we're not careful, y'all, we can act in a way that's totally opposite of those. Listen, in a sense that we're not doing exactly what those on the outside are doing, but we're doing something. Amen. So Paul is saying, be careful, pay attention to yourselves and to all the flock. We got to look out for one another. He's talking, y'all. He says, in which the Holy Spirit has made you overseers. We are called, y'all, to look out for one another. We're called to look out after the church. Why? Why? Because people need to see something. They need to see the grace of God in our lives. And if we, the church, are not allowing the Spirit to work, the grace of God to work in our lives, why anybody want to come in here? Why, why anybody want to come in the church if we don't love each other in the church? Why anybody want to be a part of the church? I'm not talking about this, just this, this church specifically, but I'm talking about the body of Christ. Are y'all with me so far? That if we don't get along, if the church don't get along, y'all know, they, they talk about the black church, the white church, and this right here. I'm talking about the church. I'm not talking about just people that look like you. I'm talking about all the church. I'm talking about all the brothers and sisters uh, in, in God. Amen? Because there's black people in the church. There's white people in the church. There's others in the church. Amen? And we need, we need to realize that we, the church, we got to love one another. We don't just love them that look like us. Amen? We don't just love them that act like us. We, we love all who believe that Jesus is the Christ. Amen? Not only that, Christ loved, don't he loves everybody. He says, for God so loved what? The world. That means everybody in it. So he tells them, he, he's, he says, I know that after my departure, fierce wolves will come in among you, not sparing the flock. Y'all see that? That after his departure, because Paul is, Paul is talking to them because he knew he knows that he's going to Jerusalem. He knows that these people he will not see again. So he's telling them, he's telling the leaders of the church that they need to look out for one another because fierce wolves are going to come in and they're not going to spare the flock. They're going to come in to destroy those who are believers. They're going to come in to attack those who are believers. Not only will they come from 
the outside. He says, will come in among you. That means they're going to come in from the outside, but from among yourselves will arise men speaking twisted things to draw away disciples after them. So sometimes the attacks on the church don't always come from the outside. It's right there. It's right there in the scripture. It says from among you. So from among people that's in the church, sometimes, y'all, we can get it twisted. I told you, if we're not careful, the enemy don't care who he attaches himself to. All he want to do is cause brothers and sisters to fight against one another. All, all, all he wants to do is cause division in the house. Amen. You, we know a house divided can't stand. Amen. All he, all he want to do is attack us. All he want to do is cause us to talk about one another. This side talking about that side. This brother talking about that brother. This sister talking about that sister. Amen. That's, that's what his job. He says from, from among you. So Paul preached with humility. He preached with tears. Why? Because he cared for the lost. He cared for the weak. And he cared for the church. He wants, Paul wanted us to love people more than we love ourselves. Let's go back to verse 22. Verse 22, look at this. It says, and now behold, I am going to Jerusalem constrained by the spirit, not knowing what will happen to me there, except the Holy Spirit testifies to me in every city that imprisonment and afflictions await me. But I do not count my life any value, nor as precious to myself, if only I may finish my course and the ministry that I receive from the Lord Jesus Christ to testify to the gospel of grace, to the, to the gospel of the grace of God. Now, I don't know about John. Paul says the only thing that he knows is that every city that he goes to what, what, what's waiting for him there? People, is there a welcoming committee there? No, no. Paul says that, that imprisonment awaits me there and afflictions await me there. I don't know about y'all. I ain't got to that level where Paul is yet, but I'm so glad God don't call me to get to be that to, to Paul's level. Paul, listen, Paul says, I don't care. All I know is that affliction. And an imprisonment await me there, y'all. I ain't in a hurry to get to those places. I'm not in a hurry for affliction to come my way. Are y'all following me? Who, who in here said, oh, I'll take it. I, I'll take it. Infliction, come my way. I, I don't hear nobody saying that because that ain't what we want. Then Paul, Paul knows that the imprisonment and affliction is awaiting him. And guess what he says? I don't count my life valuable. Listen, brothers and sisters, I'm not telling us to live recklessly by no means. But Paul says all he wants to do is finish the course that God has assigned to him. That's good stuff, y'all. I want to finish the course that he assigned to me, but I don't want the imprisonment. I don't want the affliction. Oh, y'all, look, look, y'all looking at me like y'all want that stuff. I don't. I'm not signing up for imprisonment and affliction. If it comes to me, listen, it's going to come after I pray to the Lord and ask him to take it away from me. But if it comes, Paul says, listen, I don't know what's going to happen to me. But all I want to do is finish the course. 
Y'all, that's how we have to be. God, whatever comes our way, I just want to finish the course. I want to be able to share the good news of the gospel with people wherever I go. So here it is. He tells them he, he preaches with humility and tears. He's concerned for the lost. He's concerned for the weak. He's concerned for the church. And he's not even concerned for his whole life. Y'all know how he did it? He did this preaching the whole counsel of God. Amen. He preached the whole counsel of God. They had a problem with what Paul was saying when it came to Jesus. When it came to Jesus was the only way. That's when the problems came. That's when the problem. They Listen, he only got in trouble when he preached that Jesus was the Christ. He only got in trouble when he began to tell folk that Jesus is the only way. That's the only time he got in trouble. Listen, Paul says, y'all know what I went through with the plots of the Jews, all those things that happened to me. Y'all know what I went through, but I didn't shrink away from preaching the gospel, the whole counsel of God. Listen to this. Verse 27 says this. For I did not shrink from declaring to you the whole counsel of God. He says this in 26. Therefore, I testify to you all this day that I am innocent of the blood of all. Listen, he says if they didn't believe it, it's not because I didn't preach the gospel. Hello? He says, therefore, therefore, I testify to you all this day. I am innocent of the blood of all. For I did not shrink from declaring to you the whole counsel of God. And that's it, brothers and sisters. That is it. That is the message that I want to get over to us today, that we need to share the whole counsel of God, not pick and choose that which we like, not pick and choose that that's going to make us popular. We need to share the whole counsel of God. As Christians, the whole counsel of God should be the bedrock of which everything we say and do as Christians. Everything that concerns God is the whole scope of the gospel. The gospel is just not our get out of hell card. Amen. Amen. Listen, listen, I, I don't want to go to hell. I'm going to try that one more time. I don't want to go to hell. All right, all right, all right. I got some folk with me. But listen to this, y'all. It is more than, it's not, it's not just damage control. It is not just something that we come and we accept, we accept them in our heart and we say we want to be baptized. It is so much bigger than that. The gospel, I heard Dave say this this week. He gave credit to somebody else, but I'm going to give credit to Dave. It says the gospel co covers the full scope of the damage that sin has done to our lives. The gospel is, to, is a means in, to which God sets everything right. Amen. That is the gospel, y'all, in itself. This is to me the means in which God sets everything right. If we want to know how we should love our enemies, Paul preached the whole counsel of God. How to the whole counsel of God why? 
Why did Paul preach the whole counsel of God? Because the counsel of God pertains to life. Everything that we need for life is in the whole counsel of God. Years ago, and I'm finished here. I'm, I'm done. Years ago, there was a commercial from Prego Spaghetti Sauce. A mother was cooking, and the pot was full of a vibrant red spaghetti sauce. The aroma seemed to be filling the house. So the son comes up to his mom. He looks at his mother cooking the sauce, and he asks, Mom, where are the mushrooms? She says, it's in there. But what about the sausage? Well, it's in there too. What about the ripe tomatoes? It's in there. See, Prego sauce had this kick and flavor because everything that they was looking for was inside the sauce. And I want you to know today, brothers and sisters, if you are looking for victory, it's in the Bible. It's in the whole counsel of God. If you're looking for hope, it's in there. If you're looking for purpose, it's in there. If you're looking for peace, it's in there. If you're looking for joy, it's in there. If you're looking for comfort, it's in there. If you want to know how to love your brother, it's in there. If you want to know how to love those that are different from you, it's in there. If you want deliverance, it's in there. If you want peace, it's in there. It is the whole counsel of God. Hey, man, that's what Paul wanted them to see. I, 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 I know, I know things happen to us, but we can't step away from preaching the whole counsel of God. We have to tell folk about the whole counsel of God. Amen. I, I believe, I believe if the whole counsel of God was being preached, there would, there would be no need for an organization called Black Lives Matter. Amen. If the whole council was being preached, if the whole council of God was being preached, we wouldn't have to have LBGTQ organizations if the whole council of God was being preached. Amen. Amen. If we preach the whole council of God, we will know how to love one another. Amen. Listen, I, I ain't saying it's your fault. I'm saying the church needs to preach the whole counsel of God. That's what Paul was saying. Paul saying, I did not shrink. I know it wasn't popular, but I preached it anyway. Amen. Listen, we all are elders, but we all are Christians. And as Christians, we're called to share the good news of the gospel with those who are lost, those who are weak, those who are outside of the church. So whatever we need is in here. Amen? It's in here. We can find it in here. And that's all Paul was saying. Preach the whole counsel of God is in here. Let's pray. Father, we thank you for loving us. We thank you for redeeming us. We thank you for, for delivering us from whatever had us bound. Father, we come to you as your children.
praying God that we will share the grace that we have received with the lost, with the weak, and even those who are in the church. We pray God that we don't shrink back from sharing the whole counsel of God. We pray now, God, that we're able to stand with boldness, that we're able to clearly tell others about your love and your grace. We pray, God, that whenever life gets tough, that we remember that it's in there. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you for listening to our podcast. If you would like more information or would like to help support the local body of Christ Church in town, please visit our website at ChristChurchInTown.org.